This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate you guys. It's just me for this edition of the podcast. We always have Jake. We always have Danny Bailey, but it's just me, Danny Williams. I'm at TweetsDanny on Twitter. Uh, check me out. I do a radio show every single day at Mile High Sports Radio. It's 98.1 FM um, in Denver, and you can check it out at milehighsports.com. Watch it at milehighsports.com, actually, on the home uh, screen there on the Twitch, um, or check out podcasted versions of it, um, whatevs. So, okay, it's just me and the microphone and you guys. And... I have to say, it's like, I don't know if it's the... I, I wouldn't do this with any other team. I wouldn't do this with the Nuggets. I wouldn't do this with... Um, I definitely wouldn't do it with the Rockies and, and the Avalanche. You know, the teams that I cared about in my youth were like the Oakland A's. There were no Rockies when I was a kid. I just kind of really liked them. You know, it was the uh, Bash Brothers, Ricky Henderson, uh, you know, Walt Wise, Carney Lansford, all those guys. I just, like, loved those teams. So uh, when you're disconnected from it, like, the A's aren't really mine. I've borrowed them. I've always been, like, an uh, adopted fan. But when it comes to the Broncos, it's just different. And I think if you listen to the podcast, it's probably the same thing. It's just different. And I think it's uh, it's a lot of things. It's a Broncos country thing. It's a we have a bunch of championships in our trophy case thing. It's um, we're, this is like a football town. I am from Denver, Colorado here. I'm like a DPS. That's a Denver public school. I'm a you know, kid. Um I just, you know, my grandpa worked for the Rocky Mountain News, okay? So, you know, I have a journalism degree. I worked for the newspapers forever for a long time before radio kind of happened um, for me. But my grandpa worked for the Rocky Mountain News. He did all kinds of stuff, the classifieds, all kinds of stuff for them for, for a long time. He wasn't a reporter or anything like that. But he worked for uh, the Rocky Mountain News for a long time. And he would, he went to all those in the 80s, those Super Bowl losses. Um, he had, you know, he's one of these season ticket holder guys like everyone has. When, well, I got these Bron Bronco season tickets to my family since 1982, 1977, like whatever. Okay, yeah, cool. That's hey, that's badass. That is badass. I have to do it by myself if Jake isn't here or Danny's not here. But it's just different. Broncos country is different. And uh, the way I care about these guys in this team is different. I think you guys kind of understand it. So when, you know, again, if it's any other team, okay, if it's like, any other team on planet Earth, if it's your team, if it's like, like like the way I talk about the Lakers, I'm laughing at the Lakers right now. It's a it's a joke. Russell Westbrook is just like a horrible fit there. In order for Russell Westbrook to like be super effective and to be that triple double guy, he needs the ball in his hands every possession for 48 minutes of a game. Uh, the only problem is he plays with LeBron, who, like, needs and does the same exact thing. So, like, how do these guys work together and coexist? They don't. They really don't. So... And, you know, you can see it coming a mile away. I laugh at Lakers fans. I hate the Lakers. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a Nuggets fan, man. I love these Nuggets. Um, but when it comes to, like, the Broncos, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, to, to get to my point here, <laughs> it's like I'm playing that. I'm falling hook, line, and sinker. You know, if they win this game, they're 4-4. Four and four. 
And throughout all this whole, you know, the heartbreak and these horrible losses, at the end of the day, we're a four and four team. Let's, you know, let's see what happens here. I'd have taken that. That's a step forward. Um, is it? Um, not to the championship Broncos standards of yesteryear, but to this shit show that the team has been for the last three or four seasons. Four and four, obviously, would be um, seemingly a step in the right direction or progress. Um, so is that really the case? Would that really be the case? So, again, we are talking about on the previous podcast about, oh, tank, let's tank. You don't tank in the NFL. Too much at stake. Um, too many, you know, these, these coaches need the job, their next job. You know, where I don't want to lift their family, relocate their family to to go be an assistant coach somewhere. You know, let alone the players who, in the NFL, you contracts cut, you're you know you're done. Your contract is you know if a team can get out from your contract, which in most cases they can, they cut you. You're a piece of meat. You know, there's no guarantees. So you're always going to play hard. You're always going to play hard. So again, the Broncos don't need a tank. They might you know. Um, they they might go five and twelve trying to win these games, which which Vic Fangio's desperately desperately trying to do. But you know, I don't know. It just I'm starting to believe that this team is more talented than Vic Fangio's coaching them. They're not getting enough out of the guys that they have, and. Again, that's an easy take, and a lot of people will say, well, yeah, the coaching sucks. But, you know, I'm the guy who has said, and I said it today on the radio, that, you know, you talk about the Broncos' top 10 players. Yeah, and you put with the Ravens' top 10 or the Raiders' top 10 or, like, anything, you know, the, the uh, Bills' top 10, you know. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of names. Oh, man, Jerry Judy, Cor- and Cortland Sutton, and Javante, and Melvin Gordon. Oh, man, and Noah Fant. If this team could just get off to a nice start and have just someone managing this. it's it, See, it's easy to say that. And it's true. Those are really talented dudes. Bunch of them. All of them. Talented dudes. Okay? Uh, the only difference is, again, the players like 12 or 10 through 40. Okay? 12 or like 10 through 40. Those other 30 players for a real team like for a real team like the Bills and for like the Rams, the Ravens, we saw it with the Ravens to a lesser extent with the Steelers cuz they are. It, those players are all better than the Broncos. The Ravens 12th best players way better than the Broncos 12th best player. The Ravens 20th best dude is two or three times better, has two or three times more experience in production than the Broncos 20th or 25th best player and so on. You know, you you get the drift, I guess you could say, okay? So I just like in the end I think the Broncos are young and talented. They're young and talented, okay? So young talent has to be realized, I think, by a, um, I don't know, young, innovative head coach who connect with these guys, who, like, really can connect with these guys. There, there aren't no more old man coaches in the league. And if they are, Belichick and Andy Reid are, like, they're living legends. They're, they're dinosaurs. You know, they're li- truly living legends. So um, I'd say Pete Carroll built a legion of boom. Had the right quarterback, 
uh, brilliant chef, put the whole thing together. They win a Super Bowl, should have won two Super Bowls out of it. I think Pete Carroll, also with his college body work, is one of the greatest football coaches, straight up football coaches of all time. You know, top 15 football coach of all time. But even Pete Carroll, who's like the second, third, fourth, it's like Belichick, Fangio, uh, Pete Carroll. All those guys are like in a totally in a, like in a tier of their own of being old dudes who um, Andy Reid's brand and his, I think he really leans on his young assistants. That's why part of why it works. It's all his philosophies. But Eric Bieniemy is great. I mean, like, Eric Bieniemy's really, really good. Should have a head coaching job by now. Uh, Pete Carroll's lost a bunch of assistants over the years to head coaching opportunities and had to replace them with, you know, lesser guys. And all of a sudden, you're not as good as you once were. Not just the Legion of Booms kind of stuff, but, like, you know, you're not as talented as your best stuff. And that's kind of showing with the Seahawks. So, you know, my point, a couple few points I'm trying to make. One, Vic Fangio doesn't go with a Broncos team full of young talent that needs to uh, McVay-like young dude in order to relate with them or a Tomlin Harbaugh-like, you know, general who's still relatable to the players. The guys respect him. Those guys are rare, though, and those two are almost like in a kind of a class of their own. Um, those guys, you know, those are hard to find. Guys are hard. The guys like that are hard to find. But do you know what, Vic Fangio, guys like that are easy to find. Vic Fangio was an easy decision. Pat Shermer was an easy decision. You know, the chew him up and spit him out. The same guy always got all the experience. And then do you know what else Pat Shermer does? He knows how to go in there and talk to a general manager, to an owner. These guys, he's trying to trying to hire him, all polished up and you know, hair gall oiled out and you know, like a used car salesman telling about all oh, I did this for this guy and this for this guy and yeah, it didn't work out here. But look at this guy's the success he had. Oh, I also have these all these pro bowlers under my belt. Kinds of you know bullshit. And you know how to t- you know you, you you're great in these interviews. Like lots of lots of guys. Anyone who's worked a job ever in their freaking life. Anyone who's ever worked a job ever, like whether it be slicing meat at the deli, whether you're a valet, whether you work at the bank, whether you work at the King Supers or the Starbucks, you work for a boss. It's like how the fuck did this guy become the boss? No people skills. No people skills, can't communicate, no, you know, zero, you know, can't motivate. Um, and is like, how this is my boss? This is my boss. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's weird sometimes how um, it's, 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 it's life fair? No. Life is never fair. But that's what keeps the grind. It keeps you grinding, you know, the, and the chase and, like, the come up for anyone, you know, who's, like, working for someone who sucks and, you know, should make you feel like, oh, it's just. You know, it's, it's it'll be my time soon. Uh, I, I I feel like I don't know how Fangio got the job. <laughs> I mean, it's like what they do is they went from young guy uh, to old guy to young guy to old guy, uh, and it's natural. You know, when it doesn't work out, what do you go for? You try to go for the opposite. Josh McDaniels doesn't work out. What do we need? Let's go find our veteran John Fox. Put this thing back on the tracks. Uh, Gary Kubiak was uh, you know an anomaly. He's one of the greats ever. You know, greatest Broncos of all time. So Kubiak's the one guy that comes in here, and he's just special. He's just special and unique. So if, um, you know, you go from Kubiak, you bring in uh, uh, Vance. Well, it's uh, it's a reboot, but it's not a rebuild. It's a reboot. Hey, we're back. You know, talking crazy. I get the NFL. Just that I'm a winner. You know, that's, what the, that's kind of shit he's talking. You know, you go to an uh, uh, interview, you're talking that kind of stuff to John Elway. <laughs> Just that I'm a winner. I get the NFL. You're like, oh, holy fuck, this guy. 
damn, he believes that shit. You know what I mean? It's like, holy cow. That guy, he, he really believes that. And that's powerful. That stuff is, like, powerful, I think. So, to me, it's Vanjo's easy. Easy to hire, easy to fire, bro. You know what's hard finding? You know, uh, Matt LaFleur. Uh, Sean McVay. I mean, actually, it's not. Those guys are so damn handsome. They probably stuck out like a sore thumb. But uh, I want one of those. Uh, the God, those, that young Chargers head coach, dude, looks like he's like got a learner's permit or like in order to have a job, his parents had to sign like a uh, you know the a work release because he's like fourteen and a half years old. Uh, but look what he's got those guys doing, humming, you know, buzzing, relatable to his young, um, you know, young up and coming. Uh, quarterback, you know, how, how relatable to uh, Fangio is Drew Locke and vice versa? Drew Locke's like, shaw, far out, man. And Fangio's like, yeah, the uh, meatballs and the sauce, you know, old school. It's not, not my cup of tea, you know. It's just, just like, it, it didn't work. It never worked. Do you know what I thought never worked? John Fox and Peyton Manning. You know why that worked? John Fox let Peyton Manning do whatever the F he wanted. But at the end, at the end of the day, you need a head coach to help you win the game at some point, right? And they together couldn't get over the hump. Do you know what did work? One of the greatest offensive minds ever in Gary Kubiak in the history of the league. And then one of the greatest offensive players ever. Oh, minds as well in Peyton Manning. They come together. Peyton's running on freaking fumes has nothing left. Those two find a way to win us a, a world championship. You know, it's like you can't make it up. You can't make this stuff up. So um, it's like one of, you know, like uh, Sesame Street, one of these things is not like the other. I mean, not a perfect comp. But Vic Fangio it doesn't, you know, go with like a young team. Like, you know, you know what, uh, why Bruce Arians works there? And like the other old dude coach in the league? It's because it's all freaking veteran-laden team, all professionals. All professionals, you know, did Bruce and would, would Bruce Allen work, uh, you know, here in Denver? I think it's a great coach. I think he would, but maybe not. Why? Bruce Arians uh, is old school, you know, Steelers assistant forever, you know, stuck in his old ways. You know, uh, those had a little bit of success in Arizona when they had a veteran ship themselves, when they kind of had to rebuild a little bit and get young. He couldn't kind of put the thing back on the tracks. Um, Again, it's like why, why, why would we not think that the head coach uh, should work alongside the quarterback and the offensive, you know, scheme and philosophy, or or whatever the team's philosophy is? Um, I don't know. I'm so over Vic Fangio. I'm not that dude who's just like blames Vic for everything because I think our players are are not good, and um, the play that we've been putting out there has not been good enough. Even the players that we've had on the field, and n- none of it has been good. But also. Myself, I can be motivated. I need to be motivated sometimes. Sometimes Nate Lundy, the boss here at Mile High Sports, you know, Nate's one of, like, great pro program directors, like, in America, man. I'm being serious. What he did at the fan, what he's done here at Mile High Sports, he's one of the smartest guys, like, around, okay? Sometimes Nate's, like, you know, sometimes I get a little pat on the back for stuff or doing a great job, this and that. Sometimes, like, yeah, you know, go he's bust my ass a little bit. He gets on me a little bit, and I, sometimes I kind of need it. Need to be pushed or motivated to get out there. You know, it's just let's you know the uh, one thing leads to another. I'm, I'm it's it's let's let's go get that hustle, that grinding. We're all richer for it and better for it. It's hard. I need to be motivated sometimes. Vic Fangio's not a motivator, and now, um, and we'll call it the halftime point of the podcast. But before we do that, 
Tons of grumblings right now. It's getting ugly, man. Um, players versus coaches. Broncos players uh, not happy lashing out, voicing their opinion, not happy with the uh, game plan, not happy with the, the scheme. Um, when that stuff kind of happens, when I heard that, again, it's Friday right now at 4 o'clock p.m. Uh, we're live from the Tech Center at Mile High Sports Studios here in, in Colorado. Now um, we're... Less than 48 hours away from game time. When you hear these kind of grumblings, this kind of stuff, there's a chance Broncos get freaking killed because of it. And I might have to go back and change my uh, prediction from the previous podcast. Um, I think the Redskins win this game comfortable now. There's total drama and dysfunction going on within the Broncos right now. And they don't have veteran leadership enough guys and you know up and down this team to pull this thing together and put it back on the tracks and realize that we win this game. You know, winning is like what is the uh, deodorant that covers all stink is winning, right? So can the Broncos win this game? Oh, totally, they can. They're not um, outclassed by Washington. Um, in terms of talent on the field, talent, we're chopping it up. When you're doing that, looking at that fantasy matchup, oh, it's um, got a 40, 49% chance of uh, winning this fantasy game. We got, he's got uh, one more check mark than me. Uh, we got, he's got a better tight end than me. You do that with the Broncos and the Redskins, you know, it's a push. It's a push. The difference, uh, Ron Rivera is one of like the most well-respected coaches in NFL history. Okay, history. They've stumbled out of the gates. There's no Alex Smith there now. They're rebuilt a little bit. They're trying to recapture that magic for that made them a playoff team and had a great stretch down the year. They're playing with the backup quarterback in in Hineke, who's <coughs> who's a former XFLer. Who again, I love all that kind of story, but the truth is, he's not good enough because he's not good enough. He didn't fall through the cracks and go to the X. He's good enough to be in the league and to back up. But, again, Case Keenum shouldn't have beat the Broncos last week, and he did. And part of it is because the Broncos, they got some dysfunction. They got some turmoil. I promise you when they lose this game, guys, next week, we're going to hear all about it. We're going to hear all about it. And I think um, Von Miller had some things to say at his press conference this week. I think he threw um, – he was talking a lot of talk about uh, people not knowing here how to win. And no one knows her besides him and Brandon McManus here how to win. No one's ever been a part of a winner. And while I think a lot of people thought he was talking about the other players, which is true, I think he was talking about the coaches. I think he was talking about Vic Fangio. I think he was taking a shot at his head coach. And you know what? There's a chance here by November 2nd here. Today's the 29th. Uh, that means tomorrow's the 30th, Saturday, Halloween the 31st. Uh, Tuesday is November 2nd. That's the NFL trade deadline. I think there's a great chance Von Miller's traded. To the Cowboys, to the Bills, to a contending team. I think that happens. And I'm okay with that. If Vaughn wants it, I'm okay with that. I hope the Broncos would ask Vaughn. Say, hey, Vaughn, you know, um, make a lot of money. Um, we would like you to be a part of our plans, you know, for moving forward. But also, we need to know what your plans are. And if you want out now, we'll, we'll send you to a contender. Saves us tons of money. And then we deal with our future now, immediately. Instead of, you know, whenever the process is of uh, the process of you, you know, want to leave the team going out ceremoniously, all that kind of stuff. One of the greatest Broncos of all time. I think the I think Vaughn's the second greatest Bronco of all time. It goes Elway, Vaughn, Peyton. Then we could talk about, you know, TD and, you know, Randy Gratishire and the uh, I mean, like, where do we even start? Mike Shanahan on that list. Uh, but I want to talk about real quick. 
DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook, okay? Official sports betting partner of the NFL uh, has you covered uh, $200. You get in free bets. You win in free bets. If you bet $5 on any NFL game this week uh, and then win that game, all you have to do is, I mean, it could be go grab a heavy favorite. I mean, there's some there, there's some easy ones this weekend. Um, it's picking against a spread that's hard. Picking a team straight up, well, anyone could do that kind of stuff. So go do that. Put $5 on that team, and you get 200 in free bets. Make that happen for yourself, okay? Um, same game parlays, they do these. A bunch of bets inside of one bet. Um, I mean, inside of one game. Uh, example, um, let's see here. Broncos. And the Washington football team, I like uh, Scary Terry, that uh, receiver of theirs to go for the over the yards. I like Washington to cover. I like Javante Williams with the anytime touchdown score. 25 bucks on those three might pay me out, you know, $300. I add another leg or two. We're talking about, you know, 10 bucks paying out, 1000 bucks. 25 bucks paying out, you know, 2500 bucks. I see it all the time. I see it every single day. Um, you can only do these um, at DraftKings. Like, n- these are very, you know, n- no one really offers these same game parlays. DraftKings does. That's why they're the best. Safe and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code MHS. That's a big one, guys. Use the promo code MHS so they know that we sent you just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win 200 in free bets. Uh, if you win, uh, if they win, you win, obviously. Um, all that was uh, free bets. Take advantage of them. That's awesome. Uh, 21 and older, present in Colorado, or Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Jeez. Uh, I mean, like, we just did that first 20 minutes of podcast. I think I started, uh, you know, in one direction going north on I-25 and somehow did a U-turn on 6th Avenue, went, uh, you know, east before going south. I'm, like, done like a circle. My kids are like, Dad, did, you, did we just go to circle? Uh, yeah, I did. Sorry. I got to go back to the ATM or whatever we got to do. Oh, we forgot this. We forgot that. Uh, that's where this podcast has been a little bit. It's like... I'm like emotional about this team. I'm emotional. I'm a, an emotional guy, you know, and I like I, I, I'm emotional about this team. I'm not emotional like where I'm yell at this team. I'm not like a wall puncher. I'm not like um, a jersey burner. That's a different kind of emotional. But like I care about these guys and this team. Uh, more than I care about any other team. Like, as much as, you know, the more than I care. I love, like, my family the most. Then I love, like, money and, like, living and, like, uh, things like that. But then, like, the things I love after that are the Broncos. I love the Broncos, man. So uh, I want them to have success. I want them to, to, to do well. And I know that this season is about now um, – despite some kind of miracle getting through it healthy surviving it and to it about being it like about being different in 2022 with a different quarterback uh with a different look totally with a different leader um with different may possibly different ownership these are transitions in flux years for the Denver Broncos as a franchise, and we could blame ownership for some of the downfalls um, and the, uh, you know the lack of stabilization, uh, uh, it being you know stabilized um, as part of the reason for the dysfunction. I think that's too easy. I think if this team, there's teams that you know have um, 
ownership influx, but they have a quarterback or they have great players and they just win anyway. So um, it makes me think that definitely there's no other Pat Bowen ever. And Brittany Bowen's not Pat Bowen. We know Johnny Football, the freaking nut, is not um, uh, like his old man. And actually, the you know, not only did the tr- apple fall from the tree, but it rolled all the way down to like across state lines and then got like ran over and squished. And like, it's, uh, I don't know, and like was not at by all crows. Uh, infested with worm. I mean, that's Johnny Football. This dude's like, he's such a freaking dumbass. And he's so embarrassing. He's like, we all feel it. We're all embarrassed because Pat Bone's like the uncle we always, ne- rich uncle we always wanted, you know, and never had. Um, and we know that he, you know, his son's such an embarrassment to to his old man's, you know, name. Um, you know, where do we go from here? We, it's about a quarterback. All hands on deck. How do I find one? I'm not sure. I'd be, I'd be excited to draft my own Mac Jones or Justin Fields. And I don't mean you're like, what? Those fucking guys suck. Uh, I see what you're saying. Mac Fields could be a player. Justin Fields is not looking good so far. Um, the, ver- the, you know, we're def- the verdict's not out on those guys totally yet. But also, uh, Josh Allen, Justin Fields should be right there. Uh, I mean, Josh Allen and Justin Herbert should be right around where the Broncos will be drafting, I'm hoping. Broncos might be more around. We'll see. I'm not sure. Depends if they win or lose this game. Depends what kind of collapse they may have down the stretch the rest of the season. Uh, you win this game, you beat Dallas, your playoff team, and all of a sudden you have a marquee win against a Dallas team that has a hurt quarterback. Fortunes change in the NFL quickly. But, like, it's weird. When you watch a college football team and really study a team, like, up to this point, like, there was a couple games last night. Um, Eastern, who was it? Uh, Troy played. Um, who do they play? Damn it. Uh, Eastern Carolina played. There's a couple, like, smaller schools. You got to go look at the body of work. And you're like, oh, man, it's like, oh, it's um, close losses. Uh, Don't get blown out. Um, Or a tendency to get blown out. Um, Bounce back from um, losses with wins. Uh, The body of work for a collegiate team, it's like clearer to see. Uh, The NFL, it's like different. It's just, it's different. The, The ride, the journey, the marathon of like what a season is. Um, it's it's more unpredictable, and I'm hoping for the better for the Broncos. This has been this has been ugly this season. This season has um, from uh, from where we started and the feeling that we had to it's almost like geez like we we're just in love and now like we broke up. We're oh man it was like that new love the beginning of a relationship. The sex was wild. Oh my gosh I just loved it. And then like the two like oh, two months later a month later it's like you have one crazy fight. And you're like uh, this person's kind of a psycho. You know this was like we're barely fighting about anything. What if we really had a fight about something? Uh, or like you know uh, Jesus like uh, dang it's like uh, I just like the passion is I just like she is she's the one I know she's the one. Then a month later you're like uh, she was the one for lots of other dudes too. It sounds like because she's got all these dudes hitting her up on the phone. It's like it's just like it's it's sometimes things aren't got quite uh, what they seem to be. Uh, not perfect comps. Love on the Rocks ain't no big surprise. I mean to take it there. Uh, but I think you guys kind of get me. You kind of feel me. I'm going to say this right now. This is the last podcast we'll do before the Broncos play this game here um, in less than 48 hours. I think they get lose this game now. Um, there's turmoil. There's dysfunction that I'm hearing about. And um, I'm sure if you guys have your ear to, the, you know, ear to the ground, you guys are hearing about it too. There's some dysfunction. There's some turmoil. It's not looking good. I think Vaughn kind of secretly um, shaded 
as the homeboys or as the, as the kids would say, um, Nick Fangio in his press conference. Um, and when you got discord like that, when you ain't together and you're going to play against a team that um, is looking to punch you in the mouth, that's desperate for a win, that was in this position last year and actually rallied to make the playoffs, those are more things in their favor that they have going for them because Haneke is like Bridgewater to me, kind of, to be honest with you, you know? And I love Teddy, and I respect Teddy. 12 touchdowns against five picks, not bad, Teddy, but it just hasn't been good enough. Like, what he does um, and what he has done has not been good enough, period. So that's the end of the Broncos Blitz podcast. Thanks for being with us. Um, thanks for being with me, actually. Uh, no Danny Bailey and no Jake Meyer. Those guys will be in next week. Um, we appreciate you guys. I want the Broncos to do what I want. Broncos to go in 35 to 7, 35 to 10, and go out there and have, like, their best win of the season. Get, you know, uh, people believing they could actually go out there and beat the Cowboys. That's what I want. That's what I really, really want, you know. Um, but I just, like, those things happening feel far away. You know, that's like, oh, it's probably, this is like, this is probably going to happen. No, it's probably not going to happen. What's probably going to happen is Washington comes here and beats a team that's dysfunctional right now. That's in a really bad way. So we'll see how good Teddy Bridgewater and what his leadership qualities really are and what he's really capable of in that department because they really need it more than ever, um, especially, when, again, when you're hearing stuff like I'm hearing about some dysfunction happening. Players call them, you know, not happy with the coaching, with the game plan, all that kind of, kind of stuff. So we'll be back next week. Uh, I'll say go Broncos, man. I want it. I want it for these guys. I'm also super realistic. I also know what a good team looks like um, in general because, you know, these are this is my team. I care about this team since I was a fetus, you know. And I also – um, know what I think this team really is this season. And it sucks. And I'm going to save grace, have some saving grace here, and look forward to a new coaching staff and the next young coach of the Broncos hire who maybe they hit. You know, I need a, a, a LeFleur. I need a McVay, some young, handsome, hotshot coach, you know, smoking hottie little wife, a couple kids, just loves the game, makes Colorado his home, and, like, you see some real growth and some innovation in the offense. And um, he may – he takes our players and gets more production out of them. I totally believe that another coach will get, would get more out of these guys. And not just that – that's with the belief of, like, I don't think this team is all that talented and all that deep. But also, guys need to be developed and kind of, you know, guys need to be live up to the um, to the draft pick and the draft status. I don't think that's kind of happened here. So maybe I'm half right and half wrong. Maybe they're a little more talented than I give them credit for, and the talent just isn't being realized because I, I, I think that's what's going on. Um, but when it rains, it pours, man, and it feels like, oh, Alexander Johnson and Josie Jewell go out, and now we're effed. I mean, give me a break. If that's you know, if you're having, if those kind of guys are your, your like all you have, your saving grace is what you're you know grasping to, then you weren't. Hey, you ain't going nowhere, anyways. Okay, so I am Danny Williams. I'm at Tweets Danny on Twitter. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Obviously, you know where you can find this podcast, but subscribe to its uh, Spreaker, Podbean, Apple Play, or Apple, Google Play, all these kind of places where you can get podcasts. Uh, listen to the radio show uh, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. here in Denver, 98.1 FM or at milehighsports.com. You can get everything that we have here at milehighsports.com and at the Mile High Sports app. Uh, that's it. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Go Broncos. Good night, Sheila. Good night.